Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Number 93. It's the film that is definitely historically accurate and definitely not racist. It's Lawrence of Arabia. Yay. Uh, yes, the film that makes Avatar's white saviordom look very, very subtle by comparison. <laughs> I, um, yeah, although the thing that I was fearing watching this movie is just the uh, massive length of it, you know? Uh, it's the longest movie ever to win the the Best Picture Academy Award, apparently. Well, so you know what that, else? Yeah, that caused trouble for me because, like, we've delayed this recording because I had the option to see it at the theater, right? I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to see that film in the cinema. It was so long, I literally couldn't schedule a viewing of the whole film. So I left during the intermission. So I've seen half of this film in a theater and then the rest on my TV. <laughs> yeah i wanted to see it many years ago it kept showing in 70 millimeters and i just could not work out i couldn't carve out the time for the one screening a day that was showing so yeah i watched it at home yeah i i, um, I got i got the blu-ray i thought i should at least watch in like you know like decent quality so i did that uh i remember I mean, my I dad on amazon i didn't watch like a dodgy rip so i did get pretty decent quality when i finished it at home I did I remember rip. my dad <laughs> getting the uh, DVD release, which was, you know, in a nice, like, special case, you know, exclusive release sort of thing. So I, I mentioned to him we were doing this. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the movie I put on when I want to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that's this one. Is the, uh, this is finally Mark has become bored. Oh, yeah. Finally, I, you found a movie that is too slow. Okay, I did. I was less bored than I thought. So, that, I mean, I watched it maybe three or four chunks, which for me is pretty good, actually, especially when it's pushing four hours. So, well, okay, I, here's how it was for me. We keep doing these films, right? Which, growing up, I didn't watch this kind of thing because it seemed boring. But then I watched them, and I'm surprised they're good. And I shouldn't be surprised because we're doing the supposed top 100 films of all time, and they're like best picture winning masterpieces. But yeah, I was like, okay, I'll put on this boring-ass film that Matt wants me to watch for this podcast, and I'll play Mario Kart while I watch it or whatever. But I, I was gripped. I actually really liked this film and was watching it the whole time without messing around on my phone or whatever. Um, I guess we should do the introductions. This is Matt here. This is Luke. This is Mark. It's Films and Filth. We're on the good side of the list today, the supposedly good side um with lawrence arabia again i actually did start to read the book a little bit but the book is like that post-victorian prose which i can't handle you know well more like victorian prose a few years late and um the book is like more racist and smarmy so it's literally <laughs> the book written by the white guy from yes. World War One who went correct mm -hmm. so but i mean it did it, it was funny though as he's setting stuff up like he has knowledge of the you know the different um connect social connections and stuff but yeah he still just got this weird imperialist streak but uh it, mm. it reads a, the first part of the book does read a little bit like dune talking about the fremen so um oh. yeah um, oh my god dude my i was like this is dune and guess when dune came out three years after this movie so basically this influenced dune and dune influenced star wars probably Goodness there's a, a link there star wars i mean <laughs> yeah of of course. I mean, it's There's just... A big, uh... um, the very start of this film, the music starts playing, and I was like, oh, it's the desert music from everything ever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's just the theme tune for deserts. That was um, Jean-Pierre Jure's dad, I think, did the That's music correct. for this? Maurice. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, apparently he did the music in six weeks. The actual making of this film took longer than the events that it depicted. Like mash. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> but it's like there's a there's a shot in here where, where Peter O'Toole goes down a staircase and he's a year older when he gets to the bottom of the staircase. It's a long staircase. 
um, there, I, I am not crazy about this film, but there are things in it that I am crazy about. Like I absolutely yeah, I mean, love the sequence of the well sequence at the beginning where, where Omar Sharif just comes out of a mirage and shoots that guy was yeah. incredible. That was like gripping, but it's a biopic and followers of mine on these podcasts may know that I don't like biopics. And when I find things out, like when he went to rescue the guy, um, that really happened, but he got roasted and made fun of for doing it because everyone thought it was stupid. And that would I mean, have been a yeah, much more interesting scene. They were him movie. at the start, but then when he got back, it was like in real life they roasted him when he got back. Yeah, yeah, as they should. Yeah, exactly. That would have made a better film. <laughs> and it's I always find that out, and I'm like, this would have been a much better film if they just let these guys be uh <clears throat> be real. I don't know, but that's not what what biopics are. Well, um, in case people don't want to spend the four hours or just under four hours, um, Luke, can you catch folks up on the the flow of this rhyme? Mr. T.E. Lawrence is sequandered from the Cairo office of the British Army to work in the Arabian Liaison, where he meets up with Prince Pfizer and helps him organize the Arab revolt to remove the Turks from Arabia. First, he leads an unexpected desert attack to the city of Akarat, which is designed only to defend from the sea. This helps him build his reputation, and with the backing of both the British army and the Arabian rebels, he is able to remove the Turks from Arabia and prevent the British and French from taking it over. However, in doing so, he discovers his own bloodlust and wonders what kind of a man he might be. Yeah, okay. Matt, you were wrong. He absolutely can do Peter O'Toole. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't do it because you're not Brits. <laughs> I wasn't even yeah. a try. I could do. I'm half Lebanese, so I could do Arab guys. You'll see, <laughs> but um, I can't. No. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> I can't. Citation needed. <laughs> I mean, I could show you a picture of my dad. Oh, I don't doubt that you're half Lebanese. I doubt that you can <laughs> do an Arab accent, and it's okay. <laughs> you're right. I, I mean, I don't, I can't even do it with it not being okay. Actually, I never learned to speak Lebanese at all or Arabic. Um, but I'm, I'm allowed to, though. I'm not so sure about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm allowed to. Okay. Okay. It's sure. Not you're racist to. if not? I do it. It's not racist if somebody of the, you know. But I'm not going to do it because Sounds I, like unlike this film. It. Unlike this film, I respect. God damn it. Uh, it's pointless, Stephen. Anyway, Peter O'Toole is like, I guess he just blasted through that Aaron Eckhart ceiling because he's definitely too pretty to be a leading man, but he is anyway. Yeah, but he's also, he was operating in the 60s when that wasn't so much of a thing. Yeah, I mm -hmm. guess so. But I, I, I still feel like that rule kind of applies in the past, you know? I mean the the big you know you got like Humphrey Brogart's an ugly dude right? Mm. Cary Grant's a little you, goofy looking. Uh, there was a quote from someone that said he was so pretty that he was like Florence of Arabia. Yeah, yeah, I saw that quote. Well, so. and he also, he does <laughs> flounce around quite camply. Yeah, yeah, wearing <laughs> white, wearing all white, so you know he's the white guy. Yeah. I was, but yeah, I just I just finished my all the gin joint. A book talking about uh, Hollywood benders, and uh, Peter O'Toole is apparently high on the list of Hollywood benders. Uh, Hollywood benders? Does that mean yeah. drunk? Yeah, alcoholic insanity. Oh, oh yeah, dude. he annoyed Alec Guinness. You which don't I'd... know what that means in British. What is that? Bender means gay person. I thought you were being yeah. really over. That's sort of what I thought you meant, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a big Hollywood bender. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was uh... like, he was on the list, high on the list of Hollywood benders, just sounds like you're, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, when you have a bend, when you go on a bender, that's when you're drunk. But anyway, okay. yeah, um, the, I mean, he was high on the list of Hollywood about... people on going on massive benders. Does there were work? rumors about Lawrence being queer and i think that was maybe hinted at in, this, in the wrong way <laughs> the wrong <laughs> okay, it may have been hinted in the wrong way here Man, not the actor but, but the uh, they were doing the best they could i guess yeah i mean it was <laughs> they were gonna a have different time right yeah absolutely i, well, it's I, I like can't how they hold do the spartacus right spartacus <clears throat> kind of rolls that 
that as well a little bit with the uh well that scene got cut for several decades actually the the oysters but, and um clam scene but we're still we're still playing video games where the bad guy is like the gay impulses you're supposed to be afraid of <laughs> that's mm. not that hasn't even gone away really so wait a minute how does futurama go in uh the uk then with with bender the robot oh we we were chuckle about it okay <laughs> same with avatar and they're all talking about oh what a great bender you are <laughs> okay anyway yeah i didn't you learn something new um firebenders i think i think my aunt had a crush on omar sharif because of this film or maybe it was a later film in the 60s but uh yeah she seemed I'm to pretty... think he was one of hollywood's dudes so <laughs> i'm pretty sure my dad met him before there's actually there's a picture of uh my parents with uh, King Hussein of Jordan, who let them use a bunch of horses for this. Although I, I do keep that's like a recurring thing because Transformers Two has a bunch of scenes in like really cool ruins and a bunch of helicopters provided by the Prince of Jordan because he likes films. <laughs> but I then, mean, yeah, he's uh, he's he's buds with the West in some kind of ways. So I don't I don't fully understand the politics, so I'm not going to weigh in. But this one's mm. weird that the the. They did get help from Jordan and stuff in that regard, but then uh, when the film was completely produced, they uh, banned it. They didn't like the historical inaccuracies. <laughs> well, uh, but apparently, um, they the uh, king of Egypt screened this and loved it, so he allowed it to be released in Egypt because that's what it would take for a release in the most parts of the Middle East, and then it became a huge hit in Egypt. Yeah. Well, I keep throwing out Hollywood too. We should note that this is a great part of a British production. So you, yeah. so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can claim Brawlywood. Brawly, Brawly, Brawlywood. Okay, sure. Why not? No, if 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 Britain just started making films now, it would be called Brawlywood. But no, I, that's it's a yeah. I'm what? What's David Lean has something like seven films on the top ten British films of all time, or something like that. Something like that. Right. I guess the thing with David Lean is, um, you know, very gorgeous imagery, but mm -hmm. his films can overstay their welcome, I guess, as this one kind of does. Um. The, the main <laughs> issue I had, and maybe I just watched, maybe I watched an unremastered version, but sometimes the dialogue was so hard to make out and I had to jack up the volume really high and then turn it down really low when anything else happened. Uh, Ooh, did anybody else kind of have that experience? I feel like I've complained about not understanding dialogue a lot on this podcast, and maybe I just need to uh, turn on the subtitles. Get hearing aids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I may um, be telling on myself here. Yeah, no, I had a. For, I mean, I, I watched sitting in this chair, looking at the TV next to this monitor or this computer. You know, wearing headphones, and I often do turn on the subtitles, so I, I don't have that mm -hmm. problem. Um, yeah, I did not have subtitles. Okay. Well, that's I had that. Japanese subtitles because I didn't have a choice. Oh, right. Both on Amazon and at the cinema. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I know Bridge on the River Kwai is is the other one. I guess lean I've seen the most, and I mean that one also very good, but just I think a little draggy. I don't know. There's something about his pacing that I guess it's just old style pacing. You know, it's like like trying to watch Lawrence Welk shows or something. There. I just feel like maybe there were moments that went on too long without tension and that made it feel longer than it even was. I probably could have watched four hours of just guys riding around on horses and been pretty entertained. It just started to drag when people started talking politics and they all seemed kind of annoyed with each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I was about to say the desert shots obviously are not making mm -hmm. a drag. So um yeah one the one more actor i guess is, is alec guinness casting here problematic or yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently apparently that the makeup was so good that people in that area thought he was the real guy but still it seems pretty obvious that it's you know brown face yeah it looks like oh there's no one in that entire race who could possibly act <laughs> we are we are, we've already cast omar sharif and the other in the ollie role so i guess it's alec guinness <laughs> yeah. also i think this is the first time i've seen alec guinness as anything that's not a star wars 
<laughs> yeah, that might be mine too. He would hate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. He's in River Kwai, so I've seen that, uh, although not anytime recently. I think I had the letterbox VHS of that. That's the last time I watched it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's not on a screen. It is kind of weird because he is a pretty. I mean, at this point, he's already a notable star, but he's very supporting in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in anything that's not a Star Wars. I'm looking at the uh, the list of stuff. Shoot, shoot a few names. Shoot a few names that sound a little Doctor Zhivago. Oh no, that's a that's another long lean. Uh, yeah, you know, one yeah, of those is enough. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Bridge on the River Kwai. I haven't seen the original Lady Killers. I haven't seen. Uh, I may have seen oh, the Prisoner when I was a kid, but the Prisoner, 1955. We I didn't think do I, that. I think I've seen um, the Lavender Hill Mob, but I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Oliver Twist from 1948. I may have seen that. I mean, you tend to confuse him a little bit with Peter Sellers sometimes at this point in time anyway. Mm. I feel like Hitler, the last too. 10 days, he played Adolf Hitler. Oh, right. Yeah, that's like that's like playing Napoleon these days, right? Wow, the poster for it's pretty sick. It's just like a huge fire with a swastika in the middle of it with a bunch of Nazis all around it. Ah. <laughs> of course, now we, have, now we have Downfall, though. <laughs> I wonder if that's kind of superseded it. I don't think this is as good as Downfall. It, yeah, at least it doesn't have a prime meme scene. <laughs> eh, well, it might. Who knows? Um, I'm yeah. not going to watch it. Shall we um, talk about the, the lead actress of this movie? Oh, yeah. This is the longest movie ever made with no spoken female dialogue. <laughs> this right. movie fails. Are there the any women in test. it who aren't dead? There are, there are sometimes women who are on the mountaintop who are just going like, no, 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 no. I can do that because I'm half Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that maybe that was one of the stipulations of getting Jordan's assistance. I don't know. But I mean, there there is the Arab, I mean, Saudi Arabia, you know, notoriously today tends to have uh, gender classes, right? So. Well, yeah, 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 like the WWE goes over there and does shows and has no women's matches and stuff. Yeah, I mean, isn't a big deal that women well, can like drive now, or can they? I don't remember if that happened or not. I, I don't <laughs> want to well actually you, but I do have a friend who's in the WWE who has been over there to do matches who's a woman. But yeah, I think it's the that's very recent. Yeah, the the first time they did a big show over there, it was like right at the height of um, like they're really taking the women seriously, and then they didn't have any matches. I think yeah. they just can't wear the skimpy outfits. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch it because I'm kind of hate the entire culture over there. Just don't want to even think about it at all. But yeah. oh boy, I did have a little trouble. Kind of like I, I dig history. I like reading history books. But yeah, something about this sequence of events, uh, the real ones and the the mildly changed ones, seemed I don't know weirdly confusing to me for some reason. I mean, I think I finally kind of worked it out, but yeah, that's it, why I started reading the book, you know, but that just, that didn't help. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I thought of Dune because it feels like there's a bunch of lore that I didn't understand all with uh, names with a lot of vowels. I'm not, sorry, not very many vowels. That might be part of it. Yeah. So, um, cause I'm thinking, I mean, I guess it's just like in what, in the West we have so much like countries did this with other countries and blah blah where that just doesn't hold water and well you know most of the world but before like the last century right so this is like very much not country country right this is like groups of people mm. which maybe it's... makes it more confusing yeah, even looking at like europe a lot of the countries the actual country as we know it today is not that old yeah, for like sure. Germany's only a couple hundred years old. France was like various different states throughout its history. Yeah, maybe it's like the Holy Roman Empire period. I can follow more because they have more vowels or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> as an American, a lot of people look at Africa like it's just one country, which is insane. Mm. Oh, you get that a lot don't. too. There are a lot of African countries that I'd never heard of until I started listening to like podcasts about music history. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff comes from specific. I did countries. note that um, a lot of this, a lot of the exteriors of, especially Cairo or Sevilla, Spain, which I have been to, so I should have read the trivia before I watched the movies. You know, try and recognize <laughs> more. <laughs> but they, you know, they're saying they're in Cairo, so I'm not really looking for Sevilla, right? <laughs> Do they show the pyramids at any point, despite having multiple scenes in Cairo? I don't, don't believe think so. so. Which that's yeah, actually... you, they would never do that in a film now. Of course, you'd have an establishing shot of the pyramids. You throw a throw a transformer at one of them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> transformer slides down one of the sides of the pyramids. Yeah, you need that today. But yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of classy. I mean, we don't need to I... see the pyramids, so why bother? Wait, Michael Bay, if you're listening, I want a pyramid to transform into a robot. <laughs> Make the whole thing. Well, it should be all three pyramids, and then they combine like one of those massive transformers. Yes. Make should the so. smallest one be the head, though, or should the Great Pyramid be the head? The 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 smallest pyramid, the top of it rotates outwards, and the head of it is like a sick mummy head with glowing eyes. Okay, that's cool. Like, but like like made out of metal. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe or rock. Maybe should not. Should be a rock transformer since it's you I think know. transformers. Those the movie transformers are a little bit like they could be a little fleshy sometimes. Okay, that but you don't want to get too fleshy because then it's just a kaiju. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the next logical step? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we have to decide look, if we want the pyramids to turn to kaiju or transformers. We're gonna have Optimus Prime versus Godzilla in our lifetime. I believe this. <laughs> But then they're just going to team up and not really fight in the end. Well, that happens in the last. That happens in like <laughs> the three out of the last five Godzilla movies, anyway. <laughs> I yep. know that's the point. So yeah, but yeah, I, I guess he's hanging in Cairo. He goes. I guess his where he ends up first is kind of confusing. I looked at the maps, right? So it's hmm. basically Syria is the end of the movie, and then um, it's the strip on the western edge of Saudi Arabia that is the action for like the first half of the movie mm. you know, just down the red sea so i you know once i started looking at maps it helped a little more i guess that's the thing when it's just it's not talking about countries and talking about different you know tribal groups and stuff and you you don't have a map in your head that makes it especially confusing so may, maybe looking at a few is, maps is a good call is this before the trope of where the movie would show someone walk across the desert and show like an overlay of a map with a line going across it I feel like they did that in the thirties. This is, this is between that. Okay. This is when it had it had gone out of fashion from the thirties, but hadn't been brought back uh-huh. into fashion by Indiana Jones. Makes yeah. sense. Okay, this would have been a great place to put it. So I was I was really missing. Yeah. I had the same thought watching. I'm like, where's my, you know, my map? Well, so well, they cut so quickly from his funeral to him being alive without anything. <laughs> There's there are a few times they just really rely on you paying attention. They're not oh going to hand it to you. The film, the film starts with him riding his little motorbike along without a helmet. And if I'd been taking notes, my note would have been like, Oh, he's riding without a helmet. I bet, I bet he dies. <laughs> he immediately <laughs> dies. Well, yeah, that's this and Citizen Kane, both films where the, uh, the titular character dies at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely comparing to a Citizen Kane in my head. The interesting thing being that Citizen Kane, obviously. Is like a biting critique of its main character, whereas this one tries to do that a little bit, but mostly just mythologizes him. And that's why this made me like Citizen Kane more because Citizen Kane is like an anti biopic, mm. and that was just there to to roast somebody. And you know, it destroyed the film. Basically, I mean, it destroyed Orson Welles to do yeah. that. But I enjoyed it more because it was like, look at this jerk. It wasn't like <laughs> a bunch of people. Going, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. What yeah. are we gonna do, Lawrence? What are we gonna do? Well, this movie even telegraphs it when um when Faisal asked the American journalist, like, what is your real reason? He's like, I want to mythologize this guy so I can drag the Americans into the war, you know? So mm. it could yeah. be kind of like the movie is like the journalist's work, you know? Or or work because he wrote the if they lean into that heavier like maybe they frame framed it like it was him telling the story the whole time it probably would have been better i think mm. but I, I, I was it, surprised they didn't wrap around to 1935 at the end again i mean i guess that's a biopic trope right that you have your wraparound which i never well, did it, it was just... 
sorry i thought it was actually cool that at the very end when he's riding that car a motorcycle just passes him mm. and it's like you're you're reminded oh it's the ghost of your future death mm. but he doesn't know about it it's not like on star trek where it's drama right it's uh it's just a but maybe a, it was he sees that and he's like oh motorbikes are cool i'm gonna get into riding those He's like, yeah, I'm gonna praise Satan and ride a motorcycle. Yeah. Well, it's it's the biopic scene of the the profound thing from the past that wouldn't have have meant anything at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, How much time passes between the end of the movie and the beginning? Uh, like, what do you mean? I mean, how like, much time passes 20, from the end of the movie? Close to twenty years. He okay. died in thirty five. The action of the movie is okay. nineteen seventeen. So okay, I have. I don't feel like they ever really. I would have if I'd read anything. I would have understood that, but um, I didn't read anything. But if it shows okay. his dates on his grave, I st- I started reading Seven Pillars of Wisdom, but I don't enjoy <laughs> T. Lawrence's writing that much. <laughs> Do you guys think this would have done worse if the film was called Seven Pillars of Wisdom? Yes, <laughs> I I definitely think so. That was it sounds I mean, like a motivational film. There were bits in the past where. Um, that was attached to the project so mm-hmm. but yeah lawrence arabia obviously looks better on a marquee uh no no question it's when the, the way that, that echoes through the film because he's not from arabia but he's becomes lawrence of arabia but also like of originally of was in that like ironically yeah <laughs> i um yeah uh you were, I, but yeah, I, I was like, when it got to the end, I was like, what, huh? It ended. So I was, a oh, I was watching the, I was watching the bar go down, dude. <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a while to watch this. Um, I'm working on, I'm basically am moving towards just either not taking notes at all or forcing myself to never pause the film because it took me like seven hours to watch this movie. <laughs> it's funny how you two. Are like a decade older than me but you're the one with the uh-huh. messed up gen z tension spans but apparently i'm capable of watching films <laughs> <laughs> well you know there was a lot of lead in the water when our parents grew up mm. <laughs> or something i'm pretty sure my mom drank a lot of coffee when she was pregnant with me there we go that's that's the way i mean my mom was at university i dread to think or she was putting into a body or she was pregnant with me yeah i know if i was pregnant i would definitely keep drinking coffee until somebody was like don't drink coffee anymore <laughs> you know what i mean and this is the 70s i say 35 cups a day i'll kill you is that is that the, the the legend yeah i think if you do one scoop of that powder that's like you're supposed to do a do like a a pinch of it for <laughs> there was a guy who died from drinking too much caffeine like did a big old honking scoop of this powder that was all this caffeine at once it was like 800 cups of coffee <laughs> or something that'll kill you you think it would make you really awake huh i've definitely had like 12 <laughs> on my lesser worse weaker days when i used <laughs> to work in a restaurant i was necking like two or three big cans of energy drink a day but i was also working open to close like for 11 days straight uh-huh. Ah, uh, the clopin. Well, well, that's I was, when you close. I would literally take every single right hour now. they would give me because saving up to move to Japan. Well, paid off. I, I am noting as my notes went on, I just started writing his name as A Law. So <laughs> I think that's a good um, good one to throw on him. <laughs> was I imagining that a bunch of people started calling him Orance? You're mm. correct. Okay. Because I guess it's it's kind of like how in Japan I'll respond to Mato, you know. Oh. Yeah, my name is Ruku. Oh, neat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that when you do hang out and start living in our country or whatever, you'll you'll usually go along with the uh, shift in, in the pronunciation. Because if you're just like, no, it's Matt, you you know, you sound like a <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I wouldn't correct. I don't even correct people when they mispronounce my last name. I'm like, you're right. People are like, Malik. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you know, run with it. Who cares? Words are made up. Malk. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Malk. Mulk. Malk. That's what you get the discount supermarket in The Simpsons, right? Malk. Malk. Yeah, rat milk. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Hey, that, may, it could be delicious. You, you don't know until you try it. That would describe I don't pronunciations right. of my surname. I just get the wrong name. Oh, like Summerfield, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I all... had a friend. I have a friend named Alex Alexandra, and she used to post on Facebook constantly about how mad it would make her if someone said Alexandria. Mm. She get over that. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I think she's over now. Try and say my last name. So. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you probably knew this, Matt. Sometimes people would just call you Matt Cum Guys. Yeah, sure. I know that. Yes, I get <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of bizarre. Hey, I think Cum Guys was probably intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey guys, what do you want to do now? Okay, <laughs> hey, Cum Guys. <laughs> Woo. Um. So. Oh man, they we? totally derailed a train. That was impressive because I just watched. That really uh, happened, but somebody else did it. Okay, what 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 <laughs> you want to say? What that was? Because I just watched the general, the Buster Keat movie, where they um they have a train fall on a bridge, and that's pretty mm -hmm. impressive. But this one was, you know, I just seen that. And this one has now the uh proper, you know, Panavision or whatever they're filming this and cameras and stuff, this division, whatever it is, and you know now it's epic because in in the general it's Academy ratio, so it's basically like watching a train fall on TV. Uh, still cool, but yeah, this one was like, yeah, train, ah, and the cars I, jump up. Yeah, that was great. What do you mean it was for it something else? Did look great. No, someone else in in the real story, someone else derailed the train. Oh, different, okay, different guy. Okay. I thought you were saying a different David general did not derail the train. No, no, he did it. I mean, okay. he did that train. But the thing is, I think they found the rails from the actual train that got derailed when they were <laughs> working on this, and they still hadn't rusted. Okay. Well, well yeah. Desert. <laughs> you can keep books. Yeah, as I understand it, like the broad beats in terms of Lawrence's life are accurate, but he wasn't like the central figure in the Arab Revolt. He just got involved and was a general in some stuff. I, to be I like fair, the book starts and he's telling you that I'm kind of just going by memory without checking the facts and stuff. So this is, mm. you know how I see it, and obviously some of it's not going to be 100% accurate, you know? I mean, you say, to be fair, he should have just not done that. <laughs> I, there was, um, there, there was someone wrote about him and said that he wasn't necessarily as much of an attention hog as he is in this film, but hmm. he had a, quote, genius for backing into the limelight. Which I think that would have made a much more interesting film if he was sort of like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you should listen to me. Mm. Like Forrest Gumping it or something? I don't like think they, that's they, Forrest Gump. There are a few scenes where they kind of try and do that. But yeah, yeah. they also make it he's very showboaty. Yeah, it's um, it, it just, there was just so much of it. And there were scenes where someone would take him aside and try to tell him, Hey, you're really great. You should realize how great you are. And he's like, I know I'm great. <laughs> you know, this is a little just a little much of that. But again, biopic stuff. I don't really if this film would have been just as much like that if it was made 30 years later. So it's mm -hmm. just a problem I have with biopics, period. Well, 30, years, to 30 years to 30 years later, that. you could have you could have cast Ben Stiller and made it Derek of Arabia, you know, have him kind of be um, do a zoolander thing. Which, you could still do that. Yeah, well, yeah, he's too old for it now. But uh, one of my favorite things I mean, is when he first gets his robes and he's out like preening by himself. And the yeah, <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. That. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was actually a pretty fantastic scene. Yeah, maybe like more of that in this movie would have, uh, you know, like kind of not smoothed out, but just yeah, added what you want at least. There's got to be. I don't think anyone wanted more. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd replace some. You'd replace some of the uh, long conversations that go nowhere with more preening and stuff <laughs> well there's there's got to be a if there isn't a parody of this there's got to be something something like a parody oh and there's I tons of parodies it. i would argue the space balls we haven't yeah. found shit as a bit of oh. a parody right <laughs> you're right i think it plays the music even um well again it's the desert music now <laughs> the desert isn't it music yeah <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, there are things where, you know, it's old school filmmaking when you do have just an insane amount of extras. You're like, oh, man, I don't, 
I mean, I, maybe you could do more with processing film you know, to do those effects, but I'm like, there seem to be an awful lot of extras in some of these scenes. Oh. You know, those this feels like a parallel to late '90s uh, excess because this is two years before Cleopatra, right? And I looked into Cleopatra a little bit because we're not going to be watching it for this unless one of you picks up your birthday. <laughs> um, it didn't do as badly as I thought it did. For some reason, I thought Cleopatra was a huge flop, but it was just a hugely expensive movie. Right, it and well. it was, you know, scandal-ridden, because that's where you get Elizabeth Taylor and yeah. Richard Burton, like, starting yeah. to scream at each other for the next 12 years. God, I love them so much, dude. <laughs> I, love this, <laughs> I love them so much. Well, I mean, you basically go watch Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and that's, get your fill. <laughs> that actually might be one of my birthday picks. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, be smart you for that. So, um, as that is a very Mark movie, right? Let's see what else. Did I, why did I write the 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 line two dudes one cup"? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere um, the, there is somewhere. at some point two people drank from the same cup. Oh, okay, I that's think? probably that's probably why. Okay. Was it when he asked for lemonade? Mm. It might be. No, no, that's much later in the movie. Yeah. He shows up and asks for lemonade, and they're like, you've changed, Lawrence. That's much later Why aren't in the you movie. drinking whiskey? <laughs> he could mix the whiskey with lemonade. I mean, that's legit, I think. I, I don't know. I guess that's shorthand for he's an Arab now, so we like lemonade. Yeah, yeah, I guess. so. Hmm. I, mean, I, I like Dr. Pepper. He nice. likes Dr. Pepper. Ah, oh, sounds I like, like you're doing uh, a commercial. Alkaline water. I don't have a drink here. I have no drink. Is that weird to podcast without a drink nearby? Maybe. Matt, it's weird to podcast with a handheld singing microphone, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got this bottle of Christmas glue wine that I haven't drank from Christmas. Oh, okay. That's fine. Is it still good? Yeah, it's probably. Don't have a date oh, so on it, so that means it's good forever. I'm pretty sure these Dr. Peppers are like a month out of date, so it's a good. Mm. Yeah, I'm really curious to what happens when you ice some glue wine. Well, you have an easy way to find out. Uh, too lazy. Well, you can't do it in Arabia for multiple reasons. <laughs> I can't do it right now unless I get up and go outside and get ice out of the freezer. <laughs> Radio. Um, I don't know. We're, we're kind of... Let's see. Is there anything major I want to throw out here? I, I think I, I think I did kind of hit most of my notes. Um, I, this kind of is like just getting back to the music. I mean, it's definitely the John Williams template. So, um. mm -hmm. yeah, I love every bit of big sweeping music and bunch of camels. The camels are awesome. The horses are cool. The flat, all those guys running around with flags are cool. Uh, big giant handguns. Like him just shooting people with a hand. But that also kind of sucked at the same time because we're supposed to believe this is a huge war, but we can watch Lawrence just shoot people with a big handgun and nobody seems to care. Yeah, don't make <laughs> friends with Lawrence. He's going to shoot you. <laughs> but it's like there's the time within a huge land battle for a guy to just go crazy and just start shooting people and for his friend to be like, what are you doing? Stop shooting people. <laughs> and nothing happens. To, you know, that's that kind of the uh, biopic stuff I get, yeah i guess the thing is we get the the bloodlust without the actual violence in this movie you know so it, it's more again it doesn't it's like it's still a great adventure even though he's, he shoots two of his friends in the face <laughs> like for all its flaws braveheart at least he sort of you know that has sort of a realistic means to an end yeah and also has some historical accuracy troubles but um I guess it's I'm more obvious sure. we know Western history a little better, you know, whereas uh, yeah. this, I mean, what, what yeah, but also it's, it's much further back in history. This was like retelling events that happened in most of the audience's lifetime. Yeah. There were extras who knew that some of the people that were depicted in the film. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, what is this? I, I, they do allude to it because, you know, the British cut off the supplies. So the Arabs, cannot keep the city in the end anyway right but um mm. or damascus but you have what is it the balfour declaration a few years later which basically is what 
what starts to really give the Palestinians a raw deal. So that's coming up in three years. So it's like, how much good is he actually doing here? <laughs> if well, any, <laughs> looking at it from a modern perspective, it feels like there's a lot of dread attached because, you know, I can't speak for specifically the British, but I know that Americans didn't make things a whole lot better interfering in a ton of inter- Middle Eastern politics. I mean, I guess <laughs> maybe that's why this movie just kind of, just ends you know it's like well an event if we keep going with this oh. it's not it's good it already went somewhere bad you know you you have the victory but then it's like kind of a bittersweet victory because they, they kind of lose it in the end right and well 1962 that's... that was pre-vietnam right was it pre-korea no it wasn't pre-korea but vietnam was already going on but it hadn't you know yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't fortunate son yet yeah we felt good about we it hadn't got, we well i think we were still i think the french were still primarily uh doing it at that time viet fun yeah so but yeah we, we, we didn't we didn't have the uh the scarred you know mass thing of of that yet so that's but it, yeah, it was already going on so um, yeah, I, I just think the Western perspective of war was at that time kind of like, isn't it cool? The things we did, we we won all these things. We went, we've succeeded so hard. I mean, the, was it golf a Tonkin or whatever? It's pretty ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah, Jim Morrison's dad getting us into Vietnam. What? <laughs> Admiral Morrison's Morrison. Dad. Yes, he was the admiral of a fleet near Vietnam where they basically staged an attack on themselves. And this is pretty, this is verified. I mean, this is history now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, just to get America more involved because the French couldn't handle it anymore. So they were like, oh, look, they just shot at us. And they, not really. And yeah, maybe that's why Jim Morrison was so angry. That's how a lot of wars start. Jim Morrison's dad? Yeah, 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 specifically him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, just the whole the whole fake yeah. and attack thing. Yeah, yeah. Japan did it to invade China. Germany did it to invade mm. Poland. So that's where it is weird because t- this is that kind of situation, and but we're gonna make it into the sweeping adventure epic, you know. Mm. So there is a there's definitely a weird dissonance. I, I, I whether it's historically accurate or not, it's yeah. Because Indiana Jones, I mean, he he has adventures with Nazis involved and stuff, but it's not like geopolitics at work well yeah and and also nazis right it's just it's literally always good to kill a nazi yeah that's the thing i was talking about with a friend of mine over a a pm that was like you know actually nazis were a great shorthand for enemy that you can hate for a long Mm -hmm. time it was like they were basically nazis were basically fed by fiction and they fed into fiction Mm mm-hmm and then now they fed into more Nazis. So I don't know how to feel anymore. It's like, <laughs> can you make Star Wars without Nazis? Not really. Did I tell what's up? You know, back when I was in the police, one of the guys I was um, out on patrol with, he would like tell me, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really into Star Wars. I'm in the, uh, the Stormtrooper Legion. I go to all the conventions. And that was like my first hint that maybe I don't belong in the police because I was just like, <laughs> you're a literal police officer and you're telling me you dress up as a stormtrooper. <laughs> Stop around being a space Nazi at conventions. You should have gone on patrol with them for Halloween. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie refreshingly does not feel like it has Nazis in it. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It's set either side of that war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no, it's not. No, yeah, he dies even before the Second World War starts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know much about about Nazis. So well, that yeah, that's the thing because they try and make it out. Maybe that's one of the struggles of this film is they try and give you like a you know the Turks are bad guys, but in World War One they were all as bad as each other, right? It was just all the European imperialist powers clashing, and everyone else was just caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I and did it, it entirely. Does... It does do a little bit to acknowledge, like, hey, maybe Britain's not actually that much better. I would say it is pretty um, refreshingly objective about Britain's place. They're they're sort of lying about something. I didn't entirely understand what they were <laughs> giving anybody about because they were they were never. The point of the film was they they would never say to the Arabs like, oh yeah, but we're going to come in and take over. Yeah. But they also wouldn't quite say they're not going to do that. 
because they were yeah. going to do that. Yeah, I mean, didn't a ton of colonialism happen under Elizabeth specifically? I don't. Again, I'm not great with history, but oh yeah, 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 we were <laughs> still trying it on. And this is, Can't. I mean, this is a kind of like confusing corner of history for sure. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and also I'm not, I can't like, I can't say, oh, America didn't do that shit because we absolutely did. Um, yeah, why? Yeah, we done us? it worse. We done it way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We installed people who, yeah. Anyway, mm. um, I guess we will talk about if this is a, a film or if it's a filth. Obviously, it's a film. But uh, Luke, can you say film in your in your fall foul tool o tool accent? This is a film. You have to say it that way. Yeah, so you can't just say it's a film. Um. This is a motion picture. Motion picture presentation of the life of T. Rons. It is escapades in the Middle East. So you have to say it like that, you know. So it's it's definitely a film, but you're not necessarily going to have fun with it. Although I did have more fun watching it than I thought I was going to. So I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, just because of the length. I just assumed it would be boring as shit, but I actually quite enjoyed watching it. I'll get back to you how Once Upon a Time in America works out. <laughs> it was fine. Oh, you've done it already. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this was fine. Oh, I don't. I haven't fine. done. I have not. I'm not signed up for the next long, longy. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, biopics. Mark doesn't like biopics. Right. So for a biopic, it's pretty good. I don't okay. super like biopics, but yeah, this one was. I guess because it wasn't just about like a dude who made songs. At least he was riding around on a camel and shooting dudes. Yeah, you watch so, a guy kind of just break down over time, which is pretty. This is always fun to watch someone go crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this guy T. Lawrence. I mean, he's not really like someone that's in the pop culture zeitgeist. You know, like you say, he's not a singer. So it's. I mean, I didn't like, know I this didn't... was a biopic until I watched it this week. Yeah, I didn't know, yeah, same. I didn't know that at all. I never heard of the guy. So I'd had heard of the guy, but I didn't put together they were the same Lawrence. So when it showed oh. his grave with his full name, I was like, "Oh, that dude! Wait, <laughs> okay. is this is that what this film's about?" Okay. <laughs> I assumed it was a guy whose first name was Lawrence. Same. Yeah, yeah. And I'm splitting straws, and I I went through the movie thinking of it as a historical epic. Which was a slightly different than a biopic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you thought of it as a historical epic. Does that does that make you like it better? Historical epic. It can't, it can't be a historical epic. It it's doesn't not. feature enough characters. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not epic. It's so intimate in a way. Like you see that you see basically the same five or six British military guys, and you spend a lot of time with the same handful of rogues. Yeah, fighting well, the desert is pretty epic. Which I think that's actually kind of a good idea. <laughs> for this yeah, matt's matt's using epic in the 2000s leet speak version of the word <laughs> not what it actually means when you say historical epic dude yeah. that was epic <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite ben-hur is it I've never watched that i've mm. watched ben-hur I've, I've seen some of it but not really mm. ben-hur i hardly ben-hur. know her <laughs> <laughs> um i have a one-star review i guess i could read does anyone else have um, one i was gonna say yeah, I, I was gonna say that that uh, I saw a bunch that were obviously British, so I was gonna suggest Luke read one of them, but I, I don't know if you <laughs> found one that is not obviously British. Um, I I don't think this one's obviously British. There there's several, but go ahead. Oh, you send me the link while Matt's reading his one. Mark, I can do one if you want. Okay, Dennis eight 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 most overrated piece of terrible cinematography. <laughs> Why on earth is it considered one of the best? Could anyone explain this mystery to me? This film is just awful, outdated, slow, cliched, skewed, biased, unrealistic, propaganda-driven, silly at times, overtly naive, and very, very long. Peter O'Toole, can he play? He can. Not in here. His uneasy array of don't want to read that, hence blank stare, evidently weak acting, very unnatural emotional display, shallow delivery, and generally very irritating mimics. Amir Sharif and Alec Guinness are no better with their laughable, laughable gestures, bad lines, and unconvincing acting. This is a very overrated piece of time movie, which, which belongs to where it should be in the past as a result of very poorly executed epic saga, which drags and dies along. My advice, watch it, but then drop it. There are better movies in the world. This one is a w- real waste of time. Why should we watch it then? Uh, 57 out of 136 <laughs> are, are into it. 
um, helpful. So I don't even I don't know that I fully disagree with that guy. I I had to disagree yeah. with the one part I didn't read, which was that no the slur. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, I sent one that I think doesn't have a slur into the chat. I this is the one you want Luke to read. Yeah, okay. which chat? Oh, the the uh the Facebook message messenger. Right. Got to open that avenue. Computer at work. The computer's at work. It's finding a oh. review. <laughs> Don't get me started on the computers. I've been trying to order a plane ticket for the past twelve hours, and it's doing my nut in. Hmm. Is that the get the VPN? Make it look like you're from somewhere you're not going to. It's not that. It's just my my bank card is Japanese. So, oh Jesus. <laughs> This is the most overhyped, overrated film of its generation. This is the film where David Lean's megalomania and pretentiousness, already evident in The Bridge on the River Kwai, a film that is just this side of bearable, spilled over into an overweening arrogance and smugness, and an unjustified belief that he can do no wrong, however absurd the casting, the story, and the photography. Lean knew nothing of the Middle East and understood less. The film presents a completely false picture of it, glossy, saccharine, and indeed patronizing and thus a borderline racist. The historical context is tendentious, biased, and false. The centuries-old story of the Jews rebuilding their own country is barely given a supercilious nod. However great an actor Alec Guinness is, casting him as Faisal is just plain silly. Were there no actors of Middle Eastern background and appearance? He looks like an uncomfortable transplant from the East End of Charles Dickens, an Irish or Scottish princeling who took the wrong train at Holborn Underground Station. The notion that this is the best British film of all time is absurd as the film itself. Glitziness does not equal quality. Even Lean made better films by far, for example, Great Expectations. And The Third Man is miles better, too. These films are cinematic. They understand the medium and utilize it properly. Lawrence tries to get by on sheer bombast and fails miserably, as it must. As it must. Yep. Thank okay. you. That was very <laughs> British. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I, I, apart from that, I accidentally pronounced some words the American way. Well, ten, oh, well. tendentious was a pretty. Was the a pretty Americans good didn't notice. <laughs> I, I didn't. Yeah, but um, I, I these do seem to be as as far as the good movies with bad reviews. I guess these reviews do have the most salient points on the film. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it, it's a good film. It's just it's aged. This is probably the film yeah. we've done so far which has aged the most. Mm. I agree. That includes um and we've North done much Northwest. older films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, M feels more now than this. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I guess because it's got the kind of the, the light well, cinema verite looking thing where this is the most produced looking movie possible, you know? It's mm. the underdog thing sometimes, right? I mean Yeah. This is not so, this is the overdog kind of hard to call fritz lang a, an underdog director okay whatever <laughs> well i mean the I nazis were probably Lee. going to kill him any any second if they just said the wrong thing so that's I don't know, that's a way of being an underdog yeah well yeah but the, the furthest you can get from an underdog is the british empire in the early 19th, <laughs> the early 20th century you know yeah <laughs> yeah maybe that's part of the weird dissonance of the film too like you know, Lawrence, that like no matter what his intentions are, which probably aren't as good as they seem in this film, you know, he's he's doing the devil's work in the end, right? So <laughs> makes it a little bit of a But it's it's a lot like when uh Marvel makes films then they borrow Air Force jets, so they're like, Hey, look how cool the Air Force is. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's very similar. And uh I guess we'll get to that when we get to one of those. But I mean, you know, like everyone, he, all of his acquaintances, well, they half don't like him to start with. And five years after this movie, they're all going to hate him. So, <laughs> and he'll be back in England by then. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is. <sighs> weird. It's, it's, it's the quicksand of historical ground, but, uh, did the quicksand really happen in real life? I don't know. I couldn't find that information. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, that let's seems like. <laughs> It seems like the least likely thing to be real in the film, probably. <laughs> that probably means it's the most. I still don't thing. fully understand if quicksand exists like it does in films. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, fall in the quicksand of today's plugs, I guess. Uh... 
you're you're uh, you just nominated yourself by yelling <laughs> please help i'm sinking but before i fall into this real quicksand that definitely exists follow us <laughs> patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius and uh get bonus content and send us money to pay the bills because bills need to be paid before we fall into quicksand and die and raise um, a revolt army yes indeed um also check out other fine podcasts such as time enough podcasts about twilight zone occult disney about the occult uh tangents in disney uh game game show the game show about games hyrule field report covering the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom um luke loves pokemon where luke loves pokemon um is that all of them Maybe you might have run out of steam there. That's now you're because you're you, it's I'm you're in, up I'm to your eyes. Sand. You're right. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> yep, there goes Mark. Okay. I hate sand. It gets into all of your body parts <laughs> and keeps you from hooking up with older princess. Ugh. Of course. <laughs>